0: Welcome to our podcast. I'm David Kramer, coming to you from Northern California.
1: And I'm Dave Blasco from Arizona.
0: Dave and I have been friends since the early 80s when we were college roommates.
1: And we finally have found a medium to share our wisdom with the world, or at least our opinions.
0: Between us, we have two engineering degrees, two master's degrees, an economics degree, and over 60 years of work experience.
1: We are making this podcast together to try and help each other, and hopefully you, the listener, to save money.
0: So, Dave, do you have any follow-up from our cord-cutting episode?
1: I I do. Uh, As I told our listeners a few weeks back, I cut the cord in early February, and it's been a few weeks later, and it's it's working out really well for me. Um, As I mentioned before, I decided to go with a uh, streaming service uh, and using Hulu Plus right now. And so far, it's working really nicely. And my wife was concerned about it, and she has about 10 or 15 programs lined up to record on the DVR. And so far, so good. No complaints from the family. And I'm saving about maybe 80 bucks a month right now. So I'm happy.
0: That's great. I was talking to a coworker and uh, she is also was in the process of cutting the cord. And uh, one thing she was taking advantage of was uh, I believe her mom was paying for all of the the, um, subscription services. Uh, Won't mention any names, but because I'm not positive, I'm almost positive that they bought the family plans, which cost a couple of dollars extra. But if you can talk a family member into sharing their servers with you for a slight premium, it becomes a no-brainer as far as saving money.
1: Yeah, that's that's for sure. To, uh, to split things like that is a no-brainer.
0: But i just like to point out, we're not encouraging anybody to share their Netflix account with 20 of their closest friends.
1: That's that's a true statement. for for us, we have a few other accounts that we share, but we're on like a family plan, if you will. So it works really well for my wife and I and my two kids, and uh, that's kind of what those things are designed for, if you will.
0: Right. So today we're going to talk about um, keto: how to lose weight while eating lots and lots of bacon.
1: Now, I don't know anything about keto and this diet, so how does this fit in with our show's kind of topic around saving money?
0: Well, I struggled with that a little bit, but um, when I last saw you in person, uh, Dave, which was before I started this, was that four months ago, I had started to pack on weight. I'd been the same weight for... Uh, several years, and I was starting to outgrow my clothes. And that gets expensive quickly, aside from being uncomfortable, like if you wear ties and stuff. Um, and when I saw you, I, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Dave, but I think you're probably within 10 pounds plus or minus of when I met you, and which was when you were a freshman in college. You, you, you looks like you could still wear the same pair of pants you wore uh, first day of freshman year.
1: I I am pretty close. Uh, A couple years ago, um, I was probably in the mid-180s, and I'm down just below 170 now, probably within 10 pounds of what I weighed in high school.
0: Wow. And when I graduated high school, I'd weighed something like 145 pounds, and the last time I saw you, I was over 215. I'm not exactly sure where uh, because I stopped weighing myself because it was bumming me out.
1: Well, um and I, you know, it's been, it's been interesting. I took off that weight after I had my gallbladder. I had some trouble with my gallbladder and I, I will tell you that's a painful thing to have. So I got kind of careful about what I was eating. So if our listeners don't know, some fatty foods tend to set that off and I wasn't really a bad eater, but I got really careful because there was a period between when I was diagnosed with having to have my gallbladder out a, a series of weeks and when it actually came out because it was an emergency, it wasn't an emergency at that time. But I didn't want to trigger another event. And at that point, I just paid a little bit more attention to what I was eating. And I think for whatever reason, that's stuck with me and the, and the weight just came off. And I've kind of held it there for a couple of years now.
0: Yeah. And when we were hanging out, I noticed that you were careful about your diet. You weren't, weren't crazy or anything, uh, but uh, you thought about it and um, didn't seem like you were hungry or un- unhappy or anything. So uh, that inspired me.
1: Well, great. So why don't you tell our listeners what exactly is the keto diet? All
0: right. Well, keep in mind, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a dietitian, and uh, I don't recommend anybody take their uh, medical advice from uh, a person with an engineering degree uh, that's not followed up by some more training. So this is purely anecdotal, but uh, one of my, a different coworker, said she had stopped using the keto diet because she was losing too much weight. Uh, You don't hear that much, so I started to look into it. And the basic theory is you stop eating carbohydrates, uh, especially sugar, Now, stop eating processed carbohydrates. You try and cut your total carbohydrate intake down to a net 20 grams a day Uh, and get 75% of your calories from fat, 20% from protein, and the rest from carbohydrates. And the theory is that once your body doesn't have any carbohydrates, any sucrose to power itself, it then starts eating, using fat as fuel. and. So it doesn't distinguish between the fat you eat from an avocado or a piece of bacon and the fat that's stored around your belly. Um, And supposedly, I guess your liver is issuing ketones, and you can measure that. And people use uh, strips that they pee on to see if they're achieving ketosis. And there's a breathalyzer you can buy, Um, but I, I haven't done that. I've just been trying to sort of follow the diet and. Uh, As as I told you offline, I've lost over 25 pounds since November, and it's the third week in February. So in a little over three months, I lost 25 pounds.
1: That's pretty amazing. I I haven't, like as we talked about before, I haven't seen you since October. So you're probably going to be looking like a thin guy when I see you next time. Not that you were really a non-thin guy, but it's going to be a dramatic difference
0: yeah and i'm feeling much better uh of course i'm still 190 pounds at six foot tall so i'm not exactly uh willowy but i feel a lot better um and my bmi has gone from obese to slightly overweight so that's an accomplishment
1: and that's good because i i believe there's a lot of health benefits to having a lower lower bmi and, uh, you know, thinking about that, that was one of the things I was thinking about, cause previous to the losing about 20 pounds or so I was right in the cusp of being on the high end of the normal range. And I think I was, my BMI was going towards 26 F I recall. So just getting it down below that level, uh, I think for me made me happier. And I, I think I feel better, um, weighing less and, and, uh, I'm pretty happy with it. So on the keto diet, um. I was reading a bit about this today, and I heard there's something called the keto flu. Have you heard that term?
0: Uh, yes, I did. After I was experiencing it.
1: So, can you tell tell our listeners about what goes on with this keto flu thing?
0: So, right after I started, one one of my other coworkers who had encouraged me to do it uh, said, "Oh, you started. How are you? How are you doing?" And I said, "I don't know. I'm feeling kind of woozy and a little nauseated." And she said, oh, you got a little keto flu. (laughs) And I said, what's that? Nobody told me about that. And uh, it seems that you go through sort of withdrawal once you stop taking in sugar or carbs. I mean, carbs all turn to sugar as you digest them. So it's kind of the same thing, I think, keeping in mind my lack of expertise. So as your body adjusts to digesting fat because it doesn't have any uh, sucrose, it makes you feel a lot like you're starting to get the flu. It's pretty unpleasant for a couple of days.
1: And this pa- after after a couple of days, I, I hear like you get headache, weakness, you can feel like nauseous. It, it it passed after a few days or how long did it take? Yeah,
0: it passed in a couple of days. So that's that's not fun. But once it goes away, it stays away. Uh, and But part of the stickiness of the diet is if you do Uh, lapse and eat some carbohydrates so on Thanksgiving you know a lot of food around it's hard Mm -hmm. to turn down home-cooked food by the person who cooked it Um, it uh, I took in a few too many carbs and uh, the 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 keto flu came back so that makes it a lot easier to stick to the diet if you think oh I'd really like to have a muffin but I'd rather not have a headache and flu-like symptoms tomorrow
1: gotcha Interesting. I think I'd have a tough time with this diet because I love the carbs. I, I, I must confess I had spaghetti and meatball <laughs> first for lunch today, <laughs> although I have to be careful with the carbs because I, I got to watch my, um, sugar levels because I'm getting close, close to hundred. So my doctor tells me not to lay off the pasta and I'm trying to lay off the pasta. So I'm, I'm actually interested in the diet because I, I think I need to dial back my own carbs a bit just because of the, my sugar levels and worries about um, you know turning into a, a diabetic state if you will right
0: the good news is since it's such a popular diet now there's lots of uh, non carb alternates that people are, are producing so I don't know if you've tried these uh, zoodles they take zucchini and, and spiral it so it looks like noodles I have seen
1: that. I've tried that it's pretty good
0: yeah it's not bad and uh, they make rice out of cauliflower or broccoli um, you can get the stuff at Trader Joe's. I think you can get it at regular grocery stores too.
1: Yeah. And I find myself sometimes I was joking about having leftover pasta. There are times now where if I went out for Italian, it would always be pasta. And now I find myself rethinking that choice and saying, Oh, let's get just a chicken dish maybe, uh, instead and skip the, Pasta, if you will. So I'm trying to make that choice more often. Twenty years ago, ten years ago, it was always the pasta. There was no denying it was going to be some sort of pasta dish.
0: Yeah, and and once you stop eating it, kind of cold turkey, these um, imitations made out of other stuff taste better. You know what I mean? Because you're not doing a back-to-back comparison for them, and since the keto diet encourages you to add butter and salt to stuff it can uh make it a palatable substitution.
1: Hmm. What about so there's a lot of fat um have you had any issues with your cholesterol have you had checked your cholesterol?
0: I have not. I'm uh I'm not as data intensive as you are Dave uh but another coworker who's real lean and mean he um He's been doing it for a couple of years now, and he did get his blood levels checked because he was concerned about it. He was a, you know, a college athlete, uh, mm-hmm. and he's uh, everything's fine.
1: Yeah, that, that's good. That's. Um, I was just looking at reading about that, and I think maybe I read that some people had issues with that. So, given that you're doing this, what what do you besides the fact you've lost a tremendous amount of weight? What else do you like about the diet?
0: You do. It does seem to level out your energy. Um, uh, I used to really suffer from around two or three o'clock in the afternoon just hitting a wall where uh, you'd start to fall asleep if you weren't up and moving. And uh, if you drank something with caffeine or sugar in it, that would fix it for an hour. But then two hours later, when you're trying to drive home from work, you're falling asleep on the highway. Um, And I, I haven't been experiencing that at all anymore i think the fat levels out your energy level
1: are you eating at the same time that you did previously
0: well uh, another thing i've been i started actually i started a little before and it kind of stopped me from gaining weight uh, but i started doing there's a lot of talk about intermittent fasting which suspiciously looks like skipping breakfast so i try to only eat between noon and 8 p.m so there's 14 to 16 hours when you're not getting any calories at
1: all. Mm-hmm. So you skip in breakfast um, in now, and you were eating breakfast before?
0: Yes. And well, instead of eating breakfast, if, and I saw somebody describe it as a breakfast substitute, which makes more sense than calling it fasting, but I started making bulletproof coffee at home. Have you heard of this? No. What's that? It's also called butter coffee. So. The recipe, the official bulletproof coffee recipe, and I forgot the inventor's name, but uh, it's it's trademarked. But is roughly 12 ounces of coffee, a tablespoon of organic coconut oil, and two tablespoons of um, grass-fed uh, butter. The uh, I use uh, the clarified butter, ghee, g h e e. So I though when I make it, I do it with half a tablespoon of coconut oil and a tablespoon of butter and that's pretty darn rich but there's so that's much fat in it it uh it makes you feel satiated you're not hungry you can make it till noon without eating anything else
1: i don't know if i could do that diet because i do generally get up pretty early uh, and i'm usually starving by 11. I, and i generally eat breakfast when i work i, I generally won't eat breakfast on the weekends but by eleven, I want to eat, I want to eat something bad. I don't know if I could. I don't know if I could hold out till noon.
0: I do find that by noontime comes around, I'm a little bit anxious. And if somebody stops me from going to lunch at twelve, I can get a little grumpy.
1: Gotcha. That's a signal in my house where my my family will tell me, "You're grumpy, Dave. It's time to eat something." They notice that. Um, I, the, the intermittent fasting. There's a there's a few people in my. Uh, Uh, extended family who are doing that and really, really seem to like that. And it's helped them lose some weight. So I've heard some good things about that.
0: Yeah. That part is where I think we actually can fit into our theme of saving money because I stopped at the grocery store because I couldn't remember how much things cost, but to make the Bulletproof coffee, I'm buying 12 fluid ounces of grass fed ghee for $12 and 99 cents. And 14 ounces of organic coconut oil for six dollars and ninety nine cents. Mm-hmm. So it's twenty bucks. Uh, the ghee goes faster, obviously, but so that will probably last me well over two weeks. So it, it's it's well under a dollar a day for breakfast in that case.
1: Hmm. That's cheap for breakfast, right?
0: Yeah, if you're eating breakfast out. So you know, I guess you could make eggs at home for about that if you were careful how you shop for the eggs. But uh, yeah, I was definitely saving money. I was buying when I first started doing it. I was buying uh, coffee at Starbucks and having them put a, a dash of heavy cream. Heavy cream is okay. Uh, milk has a lot of sugar in it, apparently, as does half and half. But heavy cream is better, and that was costing me I don't know two seventy five a day plus a tip.
1: Definitely cheaper to go this way.
0: Yeah, it does take a little time, but call, let's call it a morning ritual. Get up, boil the water, I do a pour over, feed the dog, take the dog for a walk, and drink my butter coffee.
1: Hmm. With respect to losing weight, are you um, obviously doing this diet, but are you also working on the portion size itself? Can you talk about that?
0: Uh, no, not at all. E- eat whatever you want. Yeah. Um, I think what can happen is you uh, hit a plateau and then you start have to think about maybe exercising more um, or cutting your portion size. But uh, yeah, that's why I've been able to stick to it because there's no rules about that. Um, I try and I find myself, I do get hungry. And so I keep in my car, I've got a bag of cashews. I've got uh, a bar of dark chocolate. And a bag of uh, beef jerky. So I, I eat whatever I want, but I only eat certain things.
1: Mm, I do like nuts, and those are supposed to be good for you. So I'll get the big thing of mixed nuts at Costco and take some of that to work in case I get hungry in the afternoon.
0: Yeah, what I'm reading is the people who do have uh, troubles with it is eaten. T- the healthy way is to try and get all the fats from. Uh, As much as you can, anyway, from vegetables, so nuts and avocados and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, What I'm finding is, A, I'm thirsty a lot, so I'm finally drinking as much water as you're supposed to. And uh, B, because if you're eating a lot of fats, it's all mushy food, that I actually am enjoying salads a lot more than I was before. So I'm eating a lot of leafy greens, which I think is good.
1: Supposed to be good for you. I do like salad, but I think I like the dressing that goes with the salad as much as I like the leafy greens.
0: Yeah, I think I think the latest thoughts on it is that things like kale and uh, that are actually not much better for you, if at all, than baby spinach and uh, you know bib lettuce, regular lettuce that tastes good. So I, I've kind of stay away from the the superfoods that taste like. You know, ground up sticks.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness sakes! Um, I got yeah, kale. It's not so bad if you cook it and cook it in something else, but it is uh, kind of bitter, right? Uh, uh, raw and and uncooked.
0: Yeah, if you yes, if you buy the baby kale and you and you maybe uh, uh, simmer it a little bit and then put olive oil on it and salt and bacon, it doesn't taste. Awful.
1: <laughs> All right. So you've been on this diet now for since uh, November, right? Yeah. Now, what are your What are your long-term thoughts? You've been on this for a number of months now. What, what are you long-term? What are you thinking?
0: I, I guess I had sort of an arbitrary goal to get to 185 pounds. So if I could lose another five or six pounds, what I'm thinking is I will stop... So, so to get your carbs low enough, you, ha- you have to not eat any fruit, so you can't eat any bananas or oranges or apples, and you're supposed to avoid high-carbohydrate vegetables like carrots and, I don't know, butternut squash. I haven't been very religious about that, but my thought is I would go ahead and just put as much of that back in my diet as I wanted to and try and not eat any more sugar. So back off on the fats, but still try not eating sugar or carbohydrates.
1: Hmm. So get to, get to the goal of 185 and then tweak it a little bit. I like carrots. I I mean, that's I always thought that was a good snack if you ate them instead of some like potato chips.
0: I, I think it is too. But I do, I stopped drinking beer completely. I only have, I mostly switched to drinking, I drink scotch and soda. Uh, when I drink and occasional I'll drink, trying to drink a dry white wine, if I'm at a place that doesn't have a liquor license, but you know, so I would probably go back to drinking an occasional beer because I like beer, me and judge Kavanaugh.
1: You do. And that's a good point because beer has a lot of carbohydrates in it and I've dialed that back. And I think that's helped me lose weight as well. Right. Uh,
0: yeah, I think it does, uh, accidental calories hidden in that.
1: Yeah, e- easy to get a lot of calories from that, huh? So overall, you seem pretty happy with the diet.
0: Yeah, I think it's getting me on some good habits, like like I said, eating salad and drinking water. Boy, I really couldn't stand drinking water, um, so I had to trick myself into doing it. So now I find it palatable. I got one of those giant, well, it's a fake Yeti um, uh, insulated stainless steel mug, you know, with a plastic cap on it, and I mm-hmm. f- fill that with. It's got to be. At least half a liter of ice water, and I'll finish a couple of those a day.
1: It's good for you. Drinking water is good in a lot of different ways.
0: Yeah, I was wondering, I was hesitant to put this on our podcast because I was spending some money on stuff that I hadn't been before because they do encourage you to use organic grass fed meats and stuff so you're not accidentally taking in stuff that's poison. Mm. Um, cause there's, there's some thought that why red meat and chicken and stuff are bad for you are, aren't because of the, the meats. It's because of what we feed meats as we make them in chicken farms and the modern, uh, you know what I mean? Cause they feed them a lot of, uh, crap basically. Mm,
1: stuff like that. Yeah. Hmm. So you've been doing, you've been doing some research. I know I have not been eating as much red meat over the last couple of years, been hitting chicken pretty hard and I don't know. We'll see. Who knows?
0: And it seems like processed food could cost, not eating processed food could cost more money. But I think if you just plan your meals a little bit and spend more time uh, buying um, fresh vegetables and making sure you eat them, that it actually probably saves money, particularly if you're picking in-season vegetables.
1: Yeah, I think depending on where you live, I mean, um, obviously the supermarket vegetables can be very expensive. I I have uh, uh, relatives that live in closer rural areas and they can get vegetables pretty cheap, the ones that are in season, if you will. But I I think one of the things you hit right on the head is I find at our house is sometimes if you go shopping once a week, I think that's more expensive because you tend to buy food that you don't get used and then it goes bad and you throw it away. And I think think it'd be... um, cheaper for people to go to the supermarket twice a week. Now, it's kind of a pain to do that, right? But I think it um, could be cheaper for folks because you don't buy as much stuff, hopefully, and you, and you use it up.
0: Yeah. And as a as a pragmatic environmentalist, I know we both hate food waste. It's just disturbing.
1: It is. I'm a big fan of eating leftovers and eating what's in the fridge rather than making some something new because uh, I do think that Americans tend to throw a lot of their food. Food away, which is a pretty big portion of most people's budget.
0: Yeah, and if you switch um, from dried pasta to zoodles, I mean, the the dried pasta will last for years, right? And the and the zucchini noodles are good for three or four days.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it depends, you know, where you live and your where your supermarket is, and how much extra time I guess you have, or what what importance you place on that. But I think. Um, in my personal life, I think we'd be better off, um, shopping a couple times a week and buying less stuff than making sure whatever you buy, you use up.
0: Yeah. And, you know, places like Trader Joe's, if there's one near you, they have very reasonable prices on, uh, some really good frozen vegetables and that's a good alternative. Um, and it's good backup if you run out of food.
1: It is true. Always good to have something to go to in case the fresh stuff in the fridge doesn't look too appetizing.
0: Yeah, they make a a broccoli – no, sorry, cauliflower rice stir fry that is really pretty good. You put any kind of leftover protein in it, you got yourself a good meal there. Gotcha.
1: All right. Well, Mr. Kramer, any final parting words today on the keto diet? Uh,
0: No. I uh, – I'm sure that it's fine for, well, I'm not sure. I'm thinking for three, four months, it can't be a big deal. If you find a way to wean yourself off of sugar, which drives you to eat more sugar. You know, there are studies where, well, anyway, if you give a, a rat in a cage a pile of sugar they'll eat the sugar until they explode till they die from eating it Mm. so it is addictive and if you can just stop eating it for a period of time you stop craving it and i think i think everybody agrees that would be better for all of us if we want to live to a 120
1: all right words to live by
0: Um, so dave while we're uh, advocating for podcasts, though, do you have a podcast recommendation you could make for our listeners?
1: I, um, I enjoy listening to NPR. So I like some of the um, NPR shows like Science Friday would be something that I would listen to in the car if I can't catch the show uh, live. So I do like listening to some of the NPR shows that I'm not always available to hear in real time because I'm at work.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, Uh, As a reminder, we are on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Um, It would be great if any listeners out there wanted to write us a review. Um, If you have any suggestions or comments on the podcast, you can uh, email us at davesquaredpodcasts at outlook.com. Dave Squared Podcast is all written out. Uh, And we will hopefully keep producing one of these a week. Look forward in your feed. All right. Bye, all. Bye.